Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 71 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. I am your host, Rick Verbonis, and as always, I am joined by the best gosh darn co-host out there. That would be Mr. Bob Lucius. Hey, Bob. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Do you want to do karate in my garage? Yep. There you go. <laughs> Bob, do you know what that's from? Step Brothers. That's right. Yes, yes. Yeah, I I had a Will Ferrell smell to it. Yes, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. John C. Riley, a national yeah. treasure, both of them. Yes, absolutely. That was a funny movie of uh, 2008. Yeah. Uh, and so you may be wondering, Rick, why is your intro this time a, a quote from Step Brothers? Um, well, because it's a good buddy movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And um, I was thinking because today we're going to be covering the the new miniseries, Captain America, Iron Man, which is a, a good buddy feel kind of comic. Uh, so I thought since we're kicking this off, right, this is a I, I think it's a six issue miniseries. Um, we're going to be covering issues one and two today. And then next month we'll do three and four. And the following month we'll do five and six. And um, I'm going to try to do a quote from a buddy movie each time we uh, we do this. Ooh. So to this time it was Step Brothers, and that, that was the fun. that that was the cleanest quote I could do from Step Brothers. <laughs> 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 Everything else had some sort of curse word or um, uh, some sort of reference to a body part, uh, <laughs> but it was a funny movie. Bob, how you doing this week? You know, I'm doing okay, man. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Uh, Keep it busy, you know, feeling faint. Why? Are you uh, on a hunger strike trying to lose some weight? (laughs) This was a bad, bad idea, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know... I was a little worried last time when you were like, Oh, Rick, you're not going to like the answer. Um, But here we are. We're in uh, what a month into this. This has been a month. huh? I think so. I mean, well, I mean, you know, it it has been, I mean, yeah. So since January 1st, right. So uh, here we are. My cognitive abilities have declined since we started this. (laughs) You're all lightheaded. I'm not not sure. (laughs) (laughs) So Bob, uh, we've talked about different songs, um, you know, just just for those who, who maybe have not heard, Bob and I have a wager. I mean, we both said at the beginning of the year, we want to lose 10 pounds. And essentially, we had a little bet to just keep us motivated, right, to to make sure and, and, and keep us uh, responsible and um, uh, just keep us kind of going in the right direction. And, well, you, you can't have that without some sort of penalty. Right. So, so the loser of this bet, right. The per, so the, the winner who, who gets, who loses 10 pounds first gets to pick a song that the loser must sing only 30 seconds. So it's, it's not going to be evil. Uh, we've had a couple of good songs so far. Um, you know, uh, I think I had said, uh, uh, Cindy Lauper, uh, girls just want to have fun. Uh, then it was Divinals, uh, I Touch Myself. Excellent song. Right. Mm-hmm. Then then the third week, Bob, you and I had the same epiphany. Yeah. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. We, you know, great minds think alike. We both said, 
Wind Beneath My Wings. Yeah. Now, Bob, what was uh, what were your songs that you had in mind? Well, you know, I, I initially I thought Def Leppard uh, pour some sugar on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then for some reason, that classic from the uh, mid 80s, Salt and Pepper's Push It. Real good. Uh, yeah, came in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, came came to mind. It, and of course, yeah, the wind beneath our wings. This week, I'm, I don't know. I'm on a Sheena Easton kick. I don't know if you remember Sheena Easton. I uh, sure do. Yeah, you do. She was a hottie. She was. I had a crush on her as Who a didn't? as a young young teen male. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've been listening to a little Sheena Easton this week. And mm. uh, so you know, I'm thinking Morning Train. Um, I know. God knows I sang that song <laughs> a bunch when I was was a kid. Yeah, it's a classic, oh. or you know, or Strut. You know, that was another oh, classic. You know, yeah, classic. Strut. So, yeah. So it's it's been definitely on my playlist uh, this week. So, gotcha. Well, I I think those are great uh, classics. Um, certainly would be a challenge. I think yeah. if uh, to sing those, I. I went with more modern because we're doing a, a modern comic today. I thought maybe a more modern song. I mean, it's probably, I don't know, in the last five years. Hey, to us old guys, that's a modern song. A modern right? song, yeah. Right? So, so I was thinking maybe you should sing this. yep that's it that's a modern classic right there yeah Yeah. Yeah. so i was i was thinking uh, maybe you should sing that one bob yeah okay well if if it comes to that you know who knows yeah who knows i mean listen you you had me worried uh before so what from 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 the the beginning to now Mm -hmm. How much have you lost? All right. I'm down 4.9. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> how, how is that a bad week? Yeah. You're crushing it, dude. Well, You're halfway you know, there. Well, I, I, but it, it seems to have stagnated around that. So I, whatever. I, I'm just not sure what I can do uh, to, uh, to like go below that. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's my, I'm stuck there. So uh, uh, I, in the last month, <laughs> all right, I've lost three pounds. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, so you're crushing it, man. You're, are you, you, are you you're working out? Too, I am. I am. Right. I go to the, I go to the gym now. Um, now lifting you know, weights, are you? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. I I mean, say, I'm staying away from that, man. That's why this is. Uh, oh, you're trying to lose some muscle weight. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, well, it's not that I have much muscle weight to lose at this point, but I'm trying uh-huh. not to put muscle weight on. I see. I am. You know, I'm. Just, I'm, I'm trying to, to. You know. Yeah. I'm trying to tone I up a do little that. bit. Um, because uh, you know, I'm getting married. Yeah. So right. Yeah. Trying to. You want to look good in that tuxedo T-shirt, right? Uh, exactly. Well, I was yeah. thinking more of the the, the spandex for the honeymoon, <laughs> little, but okay. The little, little Chippendale sort of bow tie and. <laughs> cuffs on the, on the wrists yeah and I know, nothing man. else nothing else yeah no uh i mean like listen my pants fit better yeah. so yeah who knows yeah. maybe maybe i am getting some muscle and losing but whatever it is yeah i still think 
my three pounds is probably a higher percentage of loss than your five pounds it's, to it your prob- body. It, it, prob- <laughs> it probably is, you know? It, it, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we're starting, you know, I mean, we talked about just what we started with in terms of overall weight. Yes. Right? So percentage-wise. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, now you've, you got me, uh, you got me all worried. Um, so we'll have to, we'll have to ease up on the, um, pie. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, so, Hey, Bob, uh, yeah. we have a new review in iTunes. We've all right. You know, remember, remember back in the, back in five months ago, I, I put it out there. I was yep. like, hey, we get 10, 10 reviews on uh, iTunes and we're going to give away three challenge coins. Uh, we, we're up to six. Okay. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's more about quality than quantity. Yeah. So, right. so we got a good one here. This one is from uh, Ryan the Temp 1990 and gave us five stars. <laughs> right, the Temp. And the... Is that an office? I, don't know. I think I don't is know. that allude to office Ryan the temp? I don't know. Maybe. Find out. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a while. Okay. Um, so the title to this one, you ready for this? Yeah. Rick and Bob equal awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome is an all caps exclamation point. <laughs> uh, and he writes, uh, Captain America is one of my absolute favorite Marvel heroes, and this podcast is essential listening for any Cap fans. Listening to Rick and Bob rap Cap will be a part of my listening routine for a long time to come. So thank you, Ryan. We appreciate that. That is nice. That was, if I, if I may borrow a word, awesome. Yeah. Well, we appreciate so. that. And, and you are going to be in the running for a Cap Challenge Coin. Speaking of uh cap challenge coin there is a um patron who joined a few months ago uh his name is tom and i'd like to mail tom his what would cap do challenge coin but i don't have his contact information so tom if you're listening please send an email to cap comic fans at gmail.com that's cap comic fans at gmail.com let me know um, your full name uh, because uh, I will be and, and your contact information and I will get that coin out to you. So, Bob, one of the big things that we were talking about in the Facebook group, and if you haven't been to the Facebook group, you need to check it out. It's uh, just go to Captain America comic book fans on Facebook and you will find us. We have over 4000 Captain America comic book fans there. Um, really busy group, lots of stuff going on. But the the big news was the anticipation is over. We now have a new Captain America series. And Bob, we have two new Captain America series. And so uh, you could probably go on our site and or, or and see it or just Google it. But there is a coming out in April, a Captain America Zero, which is going to um, come out April 20th. And it is a, a one shot. Um, it's written by Tochi Oyembuchi, Colin Kelly, 
and Jackson Lansing. And the art is by Matea de Lewis. And I apologize if I mispronounced any of those names. Um, and it has some really cool covers. There's a Steve Rogers cover by Alex Ross. There's a Sam Wilson cover by Alex Ross. And then there's this really cool wraparound variant cover by Mark Brooks. And uh, this particular Zero issue is starring Steve and Sam together um, talking about moving forward as, as, you know, who should be Captain America. And um, they're going up against, uh, at the time, uh, Arnim Zola. So there's, a, there's a, an attack, an explosive attack by Arnim Zola. And, and so, um, anyway, spoiler alert, they both will, okay? Um, so the Sam Wilson gets his own series, and it's called Captain America, Symbol of Truth. And that comes out in May. And then Steve Rogers gets Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, which comes out in June. So pretty exciting, Bob. We get we get two ongoing series. We do. And I love those titles. And I'll tell you, if Tom Brevort is listening, and we've had Tom on the on the show before, I want to give Tom a big hug for this. And if Alana Smith is out there listening, uh, we haven't had Alana yet. I hope we hope we get a chance to have her here. But I want to give her a big hug too, because two two series, and I'm I'm super excited about this, Ray. I am too. And, and so there's been a speculation of what, what is the series going to be about? Who's what creative team's going to be on it? Are they going to start over with the number one? Well, of course they are. We, we knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I have lots of questions. So, so the, I gotta be honest, these, these um, creators, I'm not familiar with. So I had, yeah. ha- had to do a little research Right. So uh, I'll start with the Sam Wilson Symbol of Truth series. So Tochi Oyambuchi, um, and again, I apologize if I'm not saying that correct. Um, he's actually a novelist and he's a young guy. I think he's like in his early mid 30s. Uh, and he, but he, he's written some novels that have uh, been nominated for many awards. And, uh, so it'll be interesting, you know, having him come on board. I think he did write um, at one comic that I'm aware of, which was was Black Panther Legends. Uh, I think it was just like a one shot, or I don't, I don't know. But he uh, he did that last year. Um, so he he has limited comic book, but you know he's he's more of a a novelist. Um, so it'll be interesting to see his take on it, and then the uh, artist is R.B. Silva. And again, not familiar with the, with the name, but then when I looked him up, uh, certainly familiar with his work. Um, he's been around uh, for over 10 years um, as, a, as a comic book artist, or about 10 years. Um, and he's worked for DC, Dark Horse, and of course, Marvel. And when I looked at his Marvel work, Bob, uh, he's done a lot of Captain Marvel, uh, Fantastic Four, uh, some some X books, uh, nice run on Star Wars. Uh, he he's got you know some good credits, you know, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I I and I looked at you know from the art that I could see, you know, it's it's pretty good, right? So um, so that that's the Sam Wilson book. Then for the steve rogers book the symbol of i'm sorry 
And for the Steve Rogers book, The Central Liberty, it's actually written by two people, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. And I wasn't familiar with their work either. Um, they did do, do some DC work. Uh, I think one of them did Action Comics and Superboy. The other one did you know some Gotham books, some Batman books. Um, so they they've done more of that. But and then for Marvel, not too much. Um, for Marvel, actually, and they they've written together uh, for Marvel. So the um, they did the uh, Kang. The Conqueror, uh, I think one through five. And then the um, Devil's Reign, which is like a, a miniseries that's out now, uh, starring the entire Marvel Universe, but, you know, based on the Kingpin. Um, there's a one shot called Devil's Reign Winter Soldier. Uh, I haven't had a chance to, to read that, but um, the two of them uh, wrote that as well. So they, they seem to be a partnership. I don't know if one does the script, one does the plot, or they combine, but... Um, but that, that, those are the writers. So again, not too familiar with them. But the artist, uh, her name is Carmen Carnero. And so Carmen, uh, she's from Spain, um, but she's, she's been around for a little bit. Uh, she's been drawing um, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, uh, and, and Captain Marvel. Um, so she's, um, she's got, you know, a little bit of a, uh, a Marvel run in her. She's they they Marvel is doing these storm breakers. Uh, you know these different artists as you know they're calling them storm breakers. Basically, these, these younger up and coming artists, and she was one of those. So, so that's your creative team. Uh, what what are your thoughts, Bob? Well, you know, I just read that um, Devil's Reign Winter Soldier, and uh, and I really liked it, man. I I uh, <laughs> the writing was. Um, sophisticated you know it was uh it was it was kind of dark in some places actually but it was i thought it was well written mm -hmm. you know and um you know i like you know we've had this discussions uh in the group about bringing kind of fresh talent in uh and in particular writers who may or may not have written much um with uh with comics um mm -hmm. but you know tonight we're going to be we're going to be reviewing uh, Captain America, Iron Man one and two, and uh, Derek Landy. Uh, he started as a novelist uh, and has a lot of chops under his belt uh, writing novels. He has a whole series of books, and uh, he did all the screenplays before he uh, started working for Marvel and, uh, and and had he's had a few pretty good mm -hmm. successes with Marvel. So mm -hmm. uh, so you know it, it can go either way, but uh, but I'm I'm open to to these new creative teams or relatively junior creative teams and, and to see what they bring to the table. Yeah, I am too. I, I'm very excited to, to see uh, number zero coming out in April and then the new books coming out in, in May and June. And uh, you know, who knows, maybe we'll, maybe we'll try to get some of the, some of these creators to come on, to come on the show and, and, and talk about it. Yeah. Uh, that would be great. And, um, and, you know, and actually I think, you know, Carmen Canera, I think she did one of the variant covers for the United States of Captain America. Oh yeah, uh, I think it might have been issue one or two, but one of the variants she she did for that. Uh, well, both these artists, uh, Carmen and RB, um, had worked on the um, the 80th anniversary special of Captain America. So they mm -hmm. they've they I don't know. Go if you got that issue, check it out, and and you'll get a get to see a little bit early on on how uh, their take on the characters are. I'm glad you brought up 
Derek Landy, uh, who is is the writer of the Captain America and Iron Man comics we're going to about to cover, um, because I I wasn't familiar with with Derek's work and before we did the Falcon and Winter Soldier miniseries from 2020 and 2021. Um, and if you have not read that, uh, I highly recommend it. It was a fun, it was a fun it, uh, talk about a buddy, buddy story, right. Uh-huh. With Sam and, and, uh, and Bucky. Um, that was a great buddy, buddy story. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And um, one of the, the, the main antagonists in that miniseries is one of the main antagonists in this miniseries, so that's that's where the connection is too. Um, and if you haven't, um, you can we we did cover it. So go back to listen to episode twenty seven. So in episode twenty seven, we did cover uh, the full miniseries panel by panel, and you you get to hear uh, all our great um, comments and fun quips. <laughs> You know, he also wrote, uh, I think that might have been it, the first thing he did for Marvel, but he did this short uh, miniseries. I think, I don't know, it was like 2018 or 19 the, uh, on the Black Order. Uh, and that was a fun little miniseries, too. I just read that recently. I mean, if anybody can make the Black Order fun, you know, that's 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 saying something, right? I, I mean, I hear you. Yeah, hear you. you know. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so let's get to it. Let's get to Captain America Iron Man number one. So we, we you, you can't miss this cover. It's an Alex Ross cover. It's beautiful. Um, and it has Cap's shield front and center uh, of the cover. And then um, looking at it, Cap's to the left, Iron Man's to the right. Um, and it's, it's dark uh, with some light coming behind them. So there's a lot of shadow going on. Um, and then Iron Man in his various areas is glowing. There's some reflection off the shield. So it's a very moody cover. Uh, so it looks really cool. And then the inside um, on the opening splash, which has like the titles and everything, um, it says Captain America Iron Man. And then it has the shield. And in the center of the shield, rather than Cap's white star, it's Tony Stark's uh, chest plate emblem. So it's kind of a, uh, a combination of the two, if you will. And it reads, empowered by the super soldier serum during World War II, Steve Rogers is the sentinel of liberty known as Captain America. Billionaire industrialist Tony Stark wears high-tech armor of his own design as the invincible Iron Man. Over the years, they have been fellow Avengers, friends, and occasional foes, but always heroes. 
so this is, as we mentioned, Derek Landy. Artist is uh, Angel Unzueta. Color, colorist is Rich, uh, Rochelle Rosenberg, or maybe Rachel. Uh, letterer is Joe Caramanga. And then the editor is Alana Smith. So we cut to the opening page, and there's a Tony Stark um, on the edge of a bed, sitting up, the shirt off. And there's a young lady, a blonde lady, laying down on her bed, and she's looking up at the up the ceiling, and it says, "Years ago." And she says, "Wow, I know. That was, I know." When you, I know, Mr. Stark, you are a man of many talents. That's what I keep telling everyone. And the proposal? I proposed. My proposal. You proposed? My project, Tony, the interface, the human AI interface. You said you already had a look. You said, oh, you have no idea who I am, do you? I'm not going to lie to you. No. Oh, wait, I remember. This is the interface where you attempted to compensate for the eigenvalue discrepancy by hijacking a Stark Tech subroutine. You came up with that? Yes. Well, no, my team did. They worked the problem. I worked the people. And at this point, they're, they're both putting on clothes. Then you need to work better people. The approach your team has taken is already outdated. We were doing stuff like this six months ago. But last night, you, you told me you saw great things happening in my future. I meant in here, in the bedroom. You are such a bleep. Oh, come on. Now, I feel awful. If, if I feel awful that I let you on. I, I generally didn't mean to. Let me. You think it's because we slept together? Listen to me. You were the least integral part of the decision-making process, Okay. My problem is that you just told me the last two years of my life have been wasted. What the hell do I do now? I was relying on that funding. I'm about to get thrown out of this apartment, and I love this apartment. You work with people, huh? What? People. You work well with them, and you're not a scientist? Your field of employee doesn't have to be science-based? You know when you said eigenvalue? I have no idea what that is. Then have you ever heard of S.H.I.E.L.D.? You, you'd get me an interview at S.H.I.E.L.D.? You don't even know my name. Sure I do. It's, uh... And then we cut to next page, and it's present day. It says now. And we have uh, Veronica Eden sitting, that's her name, by the way, uh, in a courtroom in front of a judge next to her defender. And the judge says to her, Veronica Eden, on the charges relating to infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. and the U.S. government on behalf of the terrorist organization HYDRA, how do you plead? And by the way, uh, what he's referencing is what we talked about in episode 27, which was the Falcon and Winter Soldier five-issue miniseries. There's been a mistake, Miss Eden. You're here simply to enter a plea. I get that. I, I do. But listen to me, Judge, uh, whatever your name is. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't listening when you came in. Judge. That's your name? 
your judge judge? Wow. And the, the defense attorney is like, Veronica, that's some nominative determinism right there, huh? And then he bangs his gavel. Miss Eaton, what does it matter, right? Fine. I plead guilty. Let's do this. So we cut to the next page. And she's in a prison transport, handcuffed in her orange jumper suit. And we get her inner monologue. One of these days, I'll learn to keep my big mouth shut. I doubt there'll be any time soon, though. And then you hear the guards in the in the, the armored van. Hey, look up there. Who's that? Is that Iron Man? His armor's different. His armor's always... That's not Iron Man. And, and sure enough, there's this floating figure up there uh, in some sort of uh, suit. And there's this big ball of lightning that comes down and makes a huge noise. What's the sound effect there, Bob? Kershak! And then uh, so she says, and her inner monologue continues, there's just so bleep much to talk about. And then the next page, we see Iron Man uh, flying in on the bridge between vehicles, coming towards this truck that just blew up. Boss, alert the emergency services and deploy warning beacons. Deploying. Oh, wonderful. And then um, what, he's, what he's letting off, Bob, are these like little spheres that stop from behind him. And a hologram comes up to uh, play in front of the, the citizens that are driving. Citizens, please take cover. Iron Man is working to resolve the current situation as safely as possible. Citizens, please take cover. Iron Man is then just kind of repeats. So Iron Man comes up to the floating character. Uh, and it's, Bob, how would you describe the, the this this villain if you will you know he's he's as you said he's got you know some iron it's sort of what about looks like a teal a turquoise or a teal sort of armor teal and black but his helmet reminds me of uh mr freeze yeah i could totally see that yeah and his face looks like a stereotypical alien Mm -hmm. you know like the bald big Big, big, big black eyes, long face. And Iron Man is flying up to him while this alien is shooting at him with the electric rays. I know you. You're 51, right? One of those kids we trained up for the 50-state initiative. Aren't you a good guy? Boss, recent updates regarding the alien entity known as 51. Entity wanted by authorities in Minneapolis. Really? I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. And he grabs him and he throws him to the ground. Boss, bring up the charges on on my HUD. You killed three people? And he takes and he throws him against the truck. Stand down, 51. This is your only warning. You know the worst thing about Tony Stark? It's not the money or the womanizing or the ego. It's how damn nice he is. A genius billionaire shouldn't be that nice. It's annoying. So busting out of the, the truck that uh, he threw 51 against, there's these five armed, very, very armed soldiers coming out and they're firing at Iron Man. Go, go, go. 
We need covering fire. I got him. Damn it. Yeah. And then they shoot a rocket at him, which hits him and makes him f- fly back into the truck where uh, Veronica is is in. And um, so she busts out. And then the uh, the guys, the soldiers come over to keep firing at him. Keep him pinned. Keep him pinned. And Veronica's like, don't shoot me, you idiots. But on Tony's uh, intercom is a voice coming in. Tony, need some help? You in the area, pal? Just passing through. And the next page is a half splash page of Cap coming off of the uh, the bridge over over top, flying down, jumping off his speeding motorcycle. And then the motorcycle goes and hits a couple of the um, uh, the soldiers and, and, you know, causes a little explosion. And then, of course, he lands in a nice heroic pose with his shield. And then back to Veronica's inner monologue. I'm not too fond of superheroes. They're big and loud and brash, and they make the rest of us look bad. Just passing through my... Oh, I've got 51, Steve. You got the SUV? I've got it. And then so he starts chasing after the SUV that's pulling away with Veronica, and they're firing on him. Cap hits it with the shield, but then he comes up and he breaks open the vehicle, and he's fighting them. And then inner monologue says, Villains aren't all murderous scumbags who want to enslave humanity, you know. Some of us want a better world, a better way of life. So Cap, now with the vehicle going faster, he puts his shield on the ground, Bob, and he's standing on it like a sled, and he's holding on to Veronica. So he's speeding behind the the thing, and of course, there's sparks coming from the shield. And she says, oh, for God's sake, somebody give me a gun. And then she fires at... Uh, a bus and she takes out their tires and of course while she's doing this her inner monologue says some of us care tony she shot out the wheels on that bus on my way and then he jumps crashes in through a window of the bus and he lands and he says those of you who are able to please assume the brace position i don't want anyone to worry you're perfectly safe you have my word. And then Tony, and he puts up his hand while he's saying that, Bob. Tony comes and he stops the the falling bus and grabs it. And he says, sorry, I'm late. I had to, I had a bus to catch. <laughs> Brilliant. So then he puts the bus down and, and Steve's there helping people off the bus. Thank you. Thank you for remaining calm. I used to have a poster of you on my wall. I swear if I were 30 years younger. Oh, he's dreamy. Very kind of you ladies. And then Tony's a little jealous. I literally caught the bus. So then um, they're back at the scene and uh, Cap's filling in Tony. Here's what I know. Veronica Eden moved from shield into a government position keeping tabs on Hydra training camps. Turns out 
She was vying for the Hydra Supreme title by siphoning the best new recruits into her own little army. Bucky and Sam took her down, and Sam asked me to keep an eye on her. That's why I'm here. Why are you here? Veronica, um, she came in from the private sector. I met her, actually. Uh, got to know her a little. Saw she had a potential and set up a meeting. You slept with her, didn't you? That that was when I was back when I was partying, okay? I, I didn't make the best decisions back then. I was in my long hair and stubble phase. You're still in your long hair and stubble phase. I like that phase, but that's not the issue. I got her in the front door of S.H.I.E.L.D., Steve. They did their due diligence. She would have passed all the background checks. But who knows how many corners they cut when they saw my name on her application. I have to know if she joined Hydra before or after I met her, Steve. I have to. She made, she made friends in her government job. Did you know that? A few contacts in the Senate. She's a people person. One of these contacts was Senator Todd Baker. Baker's been trying to get S.H.I.E.L.D. up and running again. Maybe some significant progress, too. You think she's was planning on sabotaging his efforts? Maybe. Or, or if Veronica had been successful, then she'd be running Hydra, and Baker would have been able to get S.H.I.E.L.D. back in service. Between them, they'd have control of both sides of a war and be able to coordinate the ensuing battles anywhere they saw fit. Battles that could destabilize any regime around the world. And then a police officer comes and hands Cap his shield. Thank you, officer. Veronica's holdings have been seized, so there's nowhere for her to go. But Baker's a senator. That means his name's attached to multiple lists of projects, and here we are. Boss just dug up two lists of shield safe houses linked to Baker's operations, compiled eight months apart. One safe house has disappeared off the most recent list. Looks like Someone has something to hide. So you cut to the next page. And we're at the safe house, Bob. And it's nighttime. And we're in a big warehouse. And 51 is there with Veronica and a few soldiers. But we can't understand 51. Right? Like, we can't right. even make out. Like, there, it's, it's in a language we can't understand. Yeah. And so 51 speaking. And Veronica's like, uh-huh. 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 Okay, you realize I can't understand a word you're saying, right? I appreciate you helping free me, but my team says you want something in return, something from Hydra. Thing is, I'm not Hydra. You're going to want to talk to that purple-headed jerk face, Zemo, if you're looking for... Wait, that's what you want? And he hands, hands her a picture. Yeah, I could get that. No problem. At, And then there's a big explosion, Bob. And then you see back to her monologue. Bleeping superheroes. Always with the exploding. Next page, Bob, we have four heroes walking in. I've never seen these before. Have you? Uh, uh, Only one of them uh, semi rings a bell. So we have four heroes here. It's Pioneer, Vox, Prima Donna, and Think Tank. Now, these, this is not their first appearance, although it is the Paladin's first appearance. Uh, these individual characters, it, it is not. They were in like comics uh, from 10, 15 years ago, for like when they were doing the initiative after Civil War. Mm-hmm. 
Which one do you know? Uh, think Tank. So Pioneer is a Caucasian woman, blonde, dressed in a prairie outfit. She looks like a Pioneer woman. Yeah. Right? With a bonnet and everything, carrying a, uh, uh, a rifle. Now, I had to look her up, Bob. Mm-hmm. Her superpower is she's able to summon the powers of the prairie. Wow. So I think there was one issue where she was fighting a zombie Hyperion that she raised all the skeletons of the dead cows to attack him. Well, how do y'all? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then we have Vox. Vox is in a black outfit and then he's got some design across his chest, like just like some zigzags. And then the same type of zigzags across his eyes on his mask, and they glow. It's kind of a cool costume. Mm -hmm. I almost bought that mask for Halloween last year. Yeah, why didn't you? I didn't know if it'd get here from Shanghai in time. Oh, okay. Uh, Would would it have the the same powers as him, which is an electromagnetic uh, powers? Nope. I I think it only had the power to scare small children in the neighborhood. Ah. Well, Bob, you do that by yourself. Uh, Prima Donna, she looks like a gym enthusiast with her biker shorts and her halter top and gloves and uh, almost like a um, uh, a boxing gear head rest. Yeah, right? I was thinking like a roller derby or something. Sure, I could see yeah. that. Yeah. And Prima Donna's power, she's strong. We don't know how strong, but she's strong. And then Think Tank. Now Think Tank looks like a, a human regular guy. Uh he's he's cut. He's got some muscles. Uh he's wearing uh, uh kind of a gaudy costume, uh orange shirt, green pants, uh and a cape like a, a dark orange cape, but he doesn't have a head, Bob. Yeah. He reminds me of, of, of Leonidas Sparta, you know, yeah, remember that? Sure. Yeah, yeah. He has that physique and that cape and yeah. Yeah. But you're right. No head, no head, no head. He has a, a globe for a head and then inside, uh, inside the head is a floating brain and not just any floating brain. It has two eyeballs and it looks, it appears to be a mouth. Mm-hmm. that's pretty weird yeah you know what's even weirder bob on the globe he's got a head tie because <laughs> case the globe sweats or something <laughs> so, his karate kid's big you know uh, so maybe yeah <laughs> so uh pioneer of vox prima donna think tank the paladins members of various groups from the 50 state initiative who reckoned they could do a better job without government supervision can't say I blame them. And then Vox says, 51, we're going to need you to power down your suit and come with us. You've got some things to answer for, but we don't want to hurt you. Prima Donna says, Miss Eden, you better advise your people to lower their weapons. They're making me angry. And then Think Tank says, please, 51, we used to be friends. But 51 says something. Uh, I'm thinking it's a curse word Mm. uh, because Think Tank says, 
whoa, dude, uncalled for. Next page, everybody starts firing on them. And Vox is like, paladins, take them down. And just then, Veronica says, stop, stop, everyone, stop. There's no need for violence. Can't we just all... And then coming from the ceiling, bursting in, because, you know, Iron Man likes to burst in through walls and things. Mm -hmm. uh, and then caps with him. And it makes a big noise. Rush! And Veronica's like, talk about this? And then she's like, bleep it! Kill everyone! So everybody starts firing on everybody. And Vox is like, Pioneer, you stay behind us. Don't you worry about little old me, Vox. I can take care of myself. And she's hitting people with her gun. And uh, Veronica grabs 51. Come here, you. Get me the hell out of here. And uh, Think Tank gets shot. And then Iron Man, he's like, we'll be having no more of that, young man. And he takes the gun out of someone's hand. But then... Uh, I think 51 hits Vox in the back. They're getting away, Forma. Ah! And Cap's yelling at Vox as he comes up with his shield to protect him. You're forgetting your training. You have had training, haven't you? The initiative trained its recruits, right? We got caught by surprise. They had no idea you were coming. That's what surprised us. This is disappointing. Excuse me for a moment. Die, die. Hush now. And he throws his shield and uh, actually, no, he, he picks up a rock and throws it and hits, uh, reflects it off something and hits a guy. And then Veronica's like, this is mama bear tactical retreat, folks. Get the bleep out of here. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't entirely know what's going on right now. Those criminal masterminds, the ones who've got it all figured out, the dooms, the kingpins, the uh, Zemos, that's not me. I'm just a small town girl with a little ambition, a cute haircut and a teensy wincy plan, teensy wincy. And then suddenly there are people flying about and explosions and Captain America and Tony bleeping Stark. Oh, Tony, where did it all go wrong for us? Probably somewhere near the beginning. That plan of mine, the teensy wincy one, Zeno scuppered it up when he stole Hydra from me. But that doesn't mean the plan is dead. It just means... I need to improvise. What Captain America doesn't understand, what Tony Bleepin Stark doesn't understand, is that I'm not out to rule the world. I'm out to save it. One dead superhero at a time. And then she um, she, she, and 51 are, are driving away, and he's showing the picture again. She's like, yeah, you want that? I can get it for you. To be continued, Bob. Good stuff, man. Yeah, it's a good way to start the series. Yeah, yeah. Has that same, you know, feel to it that uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier miniseries did. Of course, not surprising. Same same writer, but it's uh, it moves right along. All right, Bob. So on cover number two, again, by Alex Ross, a nice painted cover, uh, we have Iron Man in the foreground. So we have basically from the neck kind of like the collarbone up area top the top of the shoulder but we only get half of the face but the the nice part is we get we get to see an up close eyeball uh on his left eye 
So, um, you know, that's, that's the thing that really sticks out, you know, uh, off of this, uh, the rest of the armor. And then behind him is something that we've, we've been very familiar with, uh, this, I don't know, this, this bust of cap where he's, he's looking down, um, and looks like they're in rain, right. And they're getting rained on. Um, but this, this image is something that we would have seen on volume nine of Captain America. It feels like. The the detail on those, uh, the wings on the cowl, man are just incredible. Yeah, if you, if you like that sort of thing. <laughs> All right, uh, same creators as before doing this. So we're, we're at the, uh, the warehouse scene where we left off in a decommissioned shield warehouse. And Iron Man is basically giving Cap and the reader a recap of what happened in the last issue. So here's what we've got. Pioneer, Vox, Prima Donna, and Think Tank, all members of various initiative teams who banded together to form the Paladins in order to, and I quote, make more of a name for themselves. They stopped a few low-level bad guys across Middle America, and then the fifth member of their team, 51, went rogue. His recent activities have resulted in civilian deaths. What do we know of him? 51, he's an alien. Flies, seismic powers, some telepathy. His suit might give him abilities we don't know about. Captain America, Iron Man, we just want to apologize again. And this is Vox and then Think Tank. Our performance was not up to our usual standards. We looked like amateurs. And then Prima Donna says, in our defense, what, what Prima Donna is trying to say is that we truly appreciate your help. Donna, that's not what I was saying at all. And then Tony's like, what is 51 doing helping someone like Veronica Eden? This is all to do with Miradon. Iron Man, do you remember it? Miradon? The robot? It was the muscle behind a so-called supercomputer called the Overseer in the Caribbean, big and strong, and then blasted to scrap. And that scrap has been in S.H.I.E.L.D. custody until that evil version of you, Captain, took over. Now we suspect it's in Veronica Eden's possession. So a couple things here, Bob. Uh, this supercomputer overseer in Miradon uh, was in Iron Man 29. Alana, thank you for the little note there. Mm -hmm. A little suggestion to Alana. There's been a lot of Iron Man 29s. I would have, if you were to guess, which, which volume would you have thought, Bob? Would you would think it was uh, original or from the 80s or more recent? I, I would have guessed the most recent volume. I would have guessed the same thing, but I looked it up, Bob. Uh -huh. It was the original from 1970. You're kidding me. No. Wow. So- okay. Uh, yeah, Landy here is going old school. Yeah. Right. Like the, the, these characters were not seen or heard of since that one time they appeared in issue 29 in 1970. Huh. And then, uh, think tank is referring to the evil version. You know, when that was right. Oh, we most certainly do, but 
I feel uncomfortable even saying it because I know we're going to have a lot of negative comments. No, it was Secret <laughs> Empire, Hydra Cap. <laughs> the name that shall not be mentioned. Mm-hmm. So Vox answers, we think 51 wants to take Meridian off Eden's hands and that he's going to use it to launch a catastrophic attack on Minneapolis. Why? We don't exactly know, sir. We don't even know why he went rogue in the first place. One day, he's his usual inscrutable self. The next, he's trying to kill us. What about you, Think Tank? You're a telepath. Didn't you pick up anything? Um, reading 51's mind is tricky at the best of times. His own limited tele- telepathy eventually allowed us to understand his language. But his mind? His mind is something different. I just, I just get bizarre images and, and sounds I, I can't describe. That's why we're here. He's our teammate, or he was anyway, and we've come to take him down. We can do this. And with all due respect, we can do this alone. And so they, they go and they fly off. And Iron Man says to Cap, we're not going to let them do this alone, are we? No, we are not. So we get back to Veronica Eden's inner monologue. Which I find it interesting, Bob, that this story is almost being told from Veronica Eden's point of view. Indeed, it is. And it's a little interesting, Bob, because she's like, I don't want to take over the world. I don't want to destroy the world. I want to save it one dead hero at a time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, 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 I really liked I didn't I didn't interrupt you at the mm-hmm. time last issue, but I really liked those that, that bit of the inner monologue, because it so perfectly encapsulates how some villains see themselves, right? Not exactly. as villains, right? right. But they're just trying to save the world in their own way. Yeah. Dr. Doom. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They all seem that way. And, and Bob, I, I'm sorry it took me 71 episodes to tell you this, but you're welcome to interrupt me anytime. <laughs> Oh, I, you know, I didn't want to interrupt the flow for the listeners, though. Oh. So. All right, so we get to the inner monologue of Veronica Eden, and it says, I know what people think of me. And we get to the next page, and there's a big splash, and she's just walking uh, in her tight battle suit, uh, holding a, a pistol in her right hand, and she's got um, a lot of pouches. And she's walking, and then her soldiers are all around her, firing machine guns. Uh, and you see downed soldiers uh, at her feet, and she's walking through. And, and it's almost like, um, I, I, I hats a, off to the artist here. It's a sauntering. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and hats off to the writer here. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, the artist here, because the detail of, of this splash page of the corridor that mm-hmm. she is going down and then you can see the, the lights are on and then to the colorist has tinted everything kind of a red or pinkish hue giving you the impression that you know it's like a it's like a, an emergency red light yeah right and then walking through and there's steam and uh-huh. so it's it's like a battle scene it's almost almost reminiscent of 
the opening scene to Star Wars: A New Hope. You know, it where, is. It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the depth, the depth of the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's it is a masterful. This is a masterful splash. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know what people think of me. They think Veronica Eden, smart, beautiful, cold-blooded traitor, tried to take over Hydra, better legs than Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo's an idiot. She's way better. All that obvious stuff. But did they ever consider the girl behind the cute haircut? Do they consider her dreams, her aspirations, her triumphs and regrets? Does it ever occur to them that she's a real person with real feelings? who generally cares for the people under her command. Does it occur to them that maybe, just maybe, all she's ever wanted out of life is someone to confide in? All she's ever wanted is one genuine friend? No, it probably doesn't. So she walks up on the next page to 51. I got to be honest here, 51. You freak me the bleep out. I can't understand a word you say. You've got some very weird eyes, and you're an alien from outer space. That said, you did help my team break me out of that prison transport. My court case had just started, but I doubt it would have gone well, so I owe you for that. To pay you back, I found that certain something you're looking for, although I have no idea why you'd want it. And then she opens up a door to a warehouse full of items in a very dark room. Next page, Tony Stark's brownstone. Lower East Side, Manhattan. And uh, they're in their civvies. Steve wearing a white t-shirt and blue jeans. Uh, a style that never goes out of style, Bob. <laughs> right. uh, and, and Tony's got on some sort of tracksuit, some sort of thing with a collar. I don't know. And uh, so, you know, St- Tony's showing Steve his apartment. And Steve says... I like it. You do? You're not just saying that? Less glass than usual. I wanted something warmer, something less me. You really are on a journey of self-discovery, aren't you? I rebooted, Steve. I should have died, but instead my, my body just started over. I've been given an incredible opportunity here, but I still haven't figured out my place in the world. That's not for you to decide. All you get to decide is who you want to be on any given day. You get up, you put on your boots, and you do the job. Let the world figure out your place in it. You focus on trying to be the best version of who you are. Do or do not, there is no try. Nah, that's where the little green puppet got wrong. Trying is what it's all about. You know, I always liked your pep talks. When they're coming from Captain America, they're just talks. And then there's a beep on his wrist. That's the paladins. They're moving. Suit up. What'd you think of that, Bob? Uh, you know, I think that's going to go down as one of uh, one of the better cap monologues right there. Mm. One of the better cap talks. Yep. All you get to decide is who you want to be on any given day. You get up, you put on your boots, and you do the job. And let the world figure out your place in it. You focus on trying to be the best version of who you are. 
All right. Um, so we're in upstate New York, which is farm territory. And we're on a farm. And we see the paladins trying to break into a barn. And they're using Vox's electromagnetic power. And then we see um, the, uh, what's her name? Strong girl. Uh, uh, Prima Donna. Prima Donna. I got to say, if I hear the word Prima Donna, I'm not envisioning this athletic i don't know she like you said she could she could be a roller derby girl Mm -hmm. right i don't picture a roller derby girl when i hear the word prima donna i hear prima donna i'm thinking of someone wearing a you know fancy clothes and lots of makeup and Mm -hmm. you know very uh very girly right? right this one's she's more like a tomboy yeah i think they're going with the with the uh probably the etymologically correct use of the word prima donna, which, you know, I think people who dress up and, you know, put on the makeup there, they are envisioning themselves as, you know, primary among their, you know, there are no equals to them. In this case, I think what they're suggesting is that she is the principess. She is, you know, at the pinnacle of perfection for women. I didn't think of that, Bob. I think you, uh, I think you nailed it. Here I am criticizing their, uh, yeah. uh, you know, not doing a good job in, in what we would envision a prima donna. But you, you, you just nailed it. And you looked right past Pioneer, which is just crazy. Well, you did talk about Pioneer earlier, but I didn't look past her. What are you talking about? What a wacky sort of. <laughs> what are you talking about? I said she was wearing a. Uh... No, no, I don't. I don't mean look past. I'm just saying, like, yeah, Prima Donna is the least of this team's worries, right? Oh well, you know, that's kind of like uh, you know Ginger or Marianne. You know, I mean, right. I, I, I yeah. think I think we got, uh, you know, the Pioneer. What's her name? I'm thinking of Pioneer. Yeah. I'm thinking of Ellie from the Beverly Hillbillies. This is what I. Oh, yes. Yes. Totally. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, we're watching the Steve and and Tony in their uniforms are watching the Paladins trying to break into this, um, this barn. And Steve says, there's no record of this place even existing, Tony. You won't be able to find it on any map. The annex is an old shield bunker used to store seized weaponry and impounded alien technology, which means it should be better protected than this. Scan shows that security measures are down. It's already been infiltrated. Let those idiots waste time trying to get in through the front door. I found the side entrance. You're brooding. I'm not brooding. You're sulking then. I was just thinking about what a wasted opportunity the 50 state initiative was. I mean, a team of government-sponsored heroes for every state, each one plugged into a central command to allow for maximum coordination and efficiency. And this is what we get instead, a bunch of kids forming their own supergroups to get all the likes. It was never going to work, though. Heroes become heroes because they want to help. And that usually means fighting villains. You can't assign a team to a state where nothing happens and expect them to wait to find out who they're allowed to save. 
No one ever wants to go to Ohio. I've been to Ohio. I really liked it. Of course you did. The 50-state initiative, it was a good idea. You hated it. I dislike the government-sponsored aspect, but the intention behind it was noble. A massive Avengers roster that covered the country. And by this time, they're actually in through the side door and they're infiltrating. And then this next page in a two or two, they're talking while they're taking out uh, guards. So we get to see that while they're having this, this conversation. Your heart was in the right place. I wish I could say the story of my life, but we both know that's not exactly true. I wish you wouldn't do that. Do what? Put yourself down all the time. Be so self-critical. I don't think anyone's ever said that about me before. They've said other things, called me other things. Genius, billionaire, philanthropist, narcissist, egomaniac. Because that's the person you present to them. But I don't know that Tony Stark. I just know you as Tony. What are you doing? What do you mean? You're being nice to me. Of course I am. You're my friend. You're being weird about it. So we cut to the next page, and it's a half splash. And I think the artist is doing a nice job, by the way. I do, um, too. I'm not familiar with this artist, um, Anzueta, but I, I can say that uh, definitely is a good storyteller as far as layouts mm-hmm. and panels. Um. Inner monologue, Veronica Eaton. I'm seriously considering wearing a cape from now on. So we do. We see her standing there in a long red cape. And then she's got a uh, an interesting mask on, Bob. It, um, it's clear. It covers most of her face, almost like a, a face shield, if you will. You know, if you go to, you know, some place that, you know, they don't want to wear a mask. They're wearing these face shields, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, during the pandemic. Uh, it's almost like that, except it's the place, one place it doesn't cover is the nose and the mouth. Right. Which seems like. Kind of, <laughs> kind of productive. Right. right. Yeah. Anyway, so she's talking to 51 while he's working on something. 51, are you sure this is what you want? There's a bunch of stuff over there from Spider-Man's enemies that both S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra have been tinkering around with. And they are awesome. You know who else is awesome, Bob? Our podcast. <laughs> you sure you want that? I don't even know if it does anything. Does it do anything? And he speaks, but we don't know what he's saying. I have no idea what you said. But hey, if you got your little alien heart set on it, then fair enough. Capes are cool. You want us to give it a once over when you're done tinkering? We'll do it free of charge might take a few hours but it'll be no trouble none it and then all of a sudden he looks agitated and says something to her and she's defensive again i i I don't know what you're saying but if you're accusing me of stalling for time then how very dare you and then you hear iron man off panel i have a feeling this won't do any good next page we have iron man cap walking up But if you surrender now, we won't have to beat you up. Well, crap. This is Mama Bear. If any of my cubs are still conscious, 
Grab a buddy and go. We're booking out. Repeat, we are booking the bleep out. I'm afraid you're not going anywhere, Veronica. Tony, Tony, is this because I didn't call? Ah, a little. But mostly it's because you joined Hydra. That's an interesting apparatus you're wearing. Oh, this old thing? And then she flings off the cape, and underneath is some sort of exoskeleton. Just something I picked up. Speaking of which, Captain America, I hope you don't mind, but 51 kind of borrowed an outfit from you, too. You weren't wearing it, so I guess he figured, why the hell not, you know? And Iron Man says, you're kidding me. And then all we see is Steve's reaction, and he is not happy, Bob. Uh-oh. And then coming out is 51. And what is he wearing, Bob? That looks like the Hydra Supreme armor, Rick. It is. And we haven't seen it since um, Secret Empire number 10, I believe. Yeah. And there he is. 51's wearing it. And she's got some sort of Dr. Octopus uh, tentacles that she's wearing. And... The scorpion's tail. And then inner monologue says, seeing the armor his other self wore as Hydra Supreme seems to put Captain America in a bad mood. I knew it was a dumb idea, but the alien insisted. As my mom always says, bleep them if they can't take a joke. Okay, 51, let's do this right. You go after Captain America. I've got, and 51 uh, points to the ceiling, fires a ray creates and creating a hole and flies away <laughs> and she's like uh 51 what are you are you being serious right now see this is what happens when you don't have friends whatever and so she gets an attack mode for the two of them veronica this is your last chance to come quietly you won't quietly quietly Sorry, what was that? I missed it over the sound of me winning. And she is. She's uh, throwing Tony around. She, she hits Cap in the face with one of her tentacles. But then all of a sudden, um, uh, the contraption she has on her head starts to, like, spark. Oh, wow. This neural interface is still doing that, huh? Ask the tech guys to fix one simple thing. And, and of course, the Cap's shield comes and just knocks her down to the ground. What the hibbity? And then Iron Man picks her up. Veronica Eden, you're under arrest. But her tentacles come from behind and grab him and throw him. Damn it! You'd be surprised how many ex-boyfriends say that to me. Not that you were my boyfriend, but you know what I mean. All right then, gentlemen. This getup is only the prototype. But let's see how far I can kick your... Hey, wow. No, what the... Ow, my head! And it's Think Tank coming from behind her. And then Vox uses his electromagnetic pulse and takes one of the legs out. Nicely done, Think Tank. Prima Donna, it's up to you. Yeah, yeah. What else is going to be up to? You're toast, Veronica. And she comes up and puts her in a headlock. But with the scorpion tail, she can easily fire a laser into the back of Prima Donna. How stupid are you, Donna? 
What's the point of grabbing me when I've got octopus arms and a laser tail? These things make me unstoppable. But then all of a sudden, the, um, the headgear sparks again. And then everything goes dead. Ah, oh, damn it. Do something, you stupid arms. I was just bragging about you. And then Pioneer comes, and she has a, her rifle, and she starts firing at, at her. Everybody down. But Cap comes in just a time and jumps in front of her with his shield behind me. And Iron Man comes and takes the rifle out of her hands. What the hell do you think you're doing, Pioneer? And uh, Veronica just overreacts here. I mean, she's like, she's just yelling. She's like, yeah, are you nuts? My gear's powered down. Veronica. No, Cap. She could have killed me. I would have never shot an unarmed. Oh, cool. My arms are back. She looks like she's about to fight again. The cap just punches her in the face. Like Tony said, you're under arrest. And then we have on the next page, eight miles above Minneapolis. That's pretty far up, Bob. That is. That's a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. And we're in a uh, half splash again, maybe a little more. And there's this big giant robot. Uh, and this was what the, which, what was the name of the robot? Uh, the Myrmidon. Myrmidon. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's now lighting up and there's steam coming and reactivation complete system check successful Myrmidon online. No life forms detected, no threats detected. There is only Myrmidon. Activating prime subroutines, rebooting external systems, rebooting God, rebooting God, rebooting God, all hail the new tech. And then on the last page, big giant splash, all hail the overseer. And there's the overseer. We haven't seen the overseer since 1970, Iron Man Volume 1, back in uh, the Car- Caribbean islands. And there's this gigantic, gigantic uh, looking machinery type head that's glowing. To be continued. Hey, Bob. Yeah. Is it the uh, Caribbean or the Caribbean? Ooh, I think it depends which direction you come from. I come from the left. Then it's Caribbean for you. I, I do like the Caribbean. I, yeah. I, I, I say Caribbean, but yeah, I'm I, I found it strange. I said Caribbean uh-huh. just now. Yeah. It's like I, I want to go and go to the Caribbean and have a tomato. Oh, would you do that? Mm. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back mm. to Jamaica. I, not to Jamaica, but to Come Iron Man. back to Jamaica. <laughs> Come on, sing the song. You know, no, I'm not, I don't know the song. You don't know the song? No, no that was a huge thing back in the was late it? 70s, early 80s. It was, was a, it? Uh, the Jamaican uh, tourist tourism. Oh. Come back, back to Jamaica. Yeah, there was a little jingle. and uh-huh. a, Yeah. You don't remember that? No, yeah. I don't. I, mm. I don't. I'm oh, sorry. No, I interrupted I, you. I, you I wanted to go say, back somewhere. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and I'm going to read that uh, 
that that arc from Iron Man. See what this overseer is all about. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Crazy. We should probably do that before we uh, reread the, the issues three and four. Yeah, I mean, I'm fascinated that Landy went back that far to, to pluck some characters out of the distant past. So I got to check it out. Well, you know, that I think that's one of the fun parts of being a writer is, you know, you, you do all that research. You're like, you have some excuse to read comics. Right. I mean, like we, we had, we've had different writers on, like I yeah. know J.M. DiMatteis, he, he mentioned that, you know, how early on, because if you think of DiMatteis's run, right, he brought mm-hmm. back Baron Zemo, he brought back, uh, yeah. you know, Primus, he brought back like all these different characters. He brought back uh, Jack Monroe, you know, like, like he went and was doing all his research. So it's interesting. Jack Monroe became pretty big. Yeah. Baron Zemo became huge. You know, um, these other characters uh, that he brought back. Who's to say that uh, Meridian, you know, may not become huge. Yeah. Thanks to, thanks to uh, Derek Landy. It may well be. I think, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I like this Veronica Eden character a lot. I do too. Um, I do too. She's fun. She is fun and and yet devious and clever and uh, a bit maniacal, uh, but it's all wrapped up in an interesting package. So yeah, yeah. If you if if you're just being introduced to Veronica Eden's character now, highly suggest you go back to episode twenty seven and listen to the Falcon and Winter Soldier miniseries, uh, mm-hmm. the five issues we covered. That was a lot of fun. Plus. There's another fun character in that series called The Natural. Uh, oh, yeah. So you'll you'll like that. <clears throat> Speaking of episodes, Bob, next episode, we are going to go back to 1981. I know we've been kind of stuck in the 80s lately with the road to the captain part one that we did and the cap 241, you know, versus the Punisher. Uh, but we're going to go to 1981. We're going to review Captain America 260. Now, I know you're thinking, What's special about 260? Why are you picking that out? And it's just one issue. Um, so that is going to be um, a story that was written by Al Milgram. And you might remember the cover because it's, it's, it's one of the classic covers uh, of a, it's a blue background. And then there's Captain America behind bars. Yeah. So there's just blue and white juxta, juxtaposition, juxtaposition. Um, that is going on. And uh, so it's a cool story about Cap being put in prison and his uh, his ability to try to escape. Um, fun story. So we thought we'd cover that next episode. Yeah, no reason not to go back to the 80s, right? Best of everything came out of the 80s, right? Best food, best movies, best films, best music, best parachute mm-hmm. pants, best unconstructed uh, sport coats, all those things. That's 80s. true. Yeah, best yeah, haircuts. Maybe- Maybe uh, maybe I'll I'll have to put on the my uh, Miami Vice jacket oh, uh, yeah. when we record next time. What do you think? <laughs> oh, I wish I still had mine. You know, uh-huh. uh, maybe I'll pop by the mall and uh, check out Chess King or Merry Go Round and see. If got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get out my skinny black leather tie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, stuff. Bob, I gotta tell you, as always been having fun wrapping cap with you it was it was i can't wait to dig in next time all right well he's bob lucius i'm rick verbonis you've been listening to the captain america comic book fans podcast 